Welcome to the show. I am your host, L.B. Muniz, and this is a portion of episode 88, Our Demoralized Democracy. If this is your first time checking out the show, just wanted to say we do monthly live streams, and what you're listening to is a portion of that live stream. So we've got six episodes in this block, and I hope you enjoy it. Let me know your comments. Make sure you subscribe at binawake.com. And before we get into it, because of when I'm recording this, I just want to wish everybody who's listening, who celebrates a Merry Christmas, and of course, I wish everybody a Happy New Year. I hope 2024 brings us many exciting stories that we get to unpack here at the Project Adventure Sense Making. So, in this episode, like I said, six segments. Starting out, we're going to talk a little bit about my change in politics and the analysis, the mode of analysis I use, and how that differs from where I would have been in the past. The second segment of the episode is about Dear Patriot, No Identity for You. I talk about a piece I wrote, Dear Patriot, You're Supposed to Be Demoralized, and I tie that into a larger conversation about Israel-Palestine and who gets to have an identity in the West. I think it's an interesting thing to examine, given especially the, uh, the conflict in the Middle East. Then we move into all the worst elements of narrative journalism. We sweep panel at that death spin story of a hit piece on a nine-year-old boy because he decided to wear face paint to an NFL game and just how much that shows us about what is a decaying media uh, ecosystem. But it still has a lot of power, and that's why we need to keep an eye on it. We also talk a little bit about Ibram X. Kennedy, and we also talk about Elon Musk in that episode, so make sure you check that one out. Then we move into a quick conversation about Argentina, uh, Spain, and Ireland, some recent unrest and election changes there that are very interesting from a geopolitical perspective might be lost in the day-to-day coverage of most of the shows that we listen to. We'll spend a little bit of time on the GOP debate, that's 88.5, I want to, I, I try to tackle a little bit of the question of, are we dealing with an immigration at the moment, at the southern border right now? Are we dealing with an invasion? Is it something else? I think there's an important conversation to be had here that most people aren't willing or interested in having. So I hope you join me on that. And then we also do our little roundup at the end there. We have some fun stories about Gavin Newsom cleaning up San Francisco. Why? Because he can. And also dating in your 30s. So I hope you like this episode. If you would, if this is your first time listening, please subscribe on whatever platform you're on and then go to binawake.com. Subscribe with your email. It's the best way to keep in contact. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Warning. Warning. The following broadcast is not approved by your teacher, university, politician, or government. Side effects may include skepticism, 
better reasoning skills, liberty, peace, and an escape from the woke. Welcome to the show. I am your host, LB Moniz, and this is the Been Awake Podcast for Better Sense Making. Episode 88. Do me a favor right now, whatever, wherever you're listening to this, okay? Where if you're listening to this live, thanks so much. We do do this show live. Um, best way to find out when I go live is to follow me on X. Follow me on Twitter. That tends to be where I put it out. I do like doing these things live. It's always a lot of fun. Do it in live. Do it live. Couple hours. We chop it up into segments for you people get home. Premium people get the whole list. That's the way we're working things right now. Uh, Getting used to StreamYard. I switched over to StreamYard because, hey, it's supposed to be nice and work well and streams me everywhere. So, hey, we're giving that a shot. So, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, thank you. You can find this on Rumble on YouTube. You can find this on Twitter Spaces. Also, just Twitter for the whole uh, the whole video portion of it as well. So let's get into it. What's, what's today's episode about? I, I don't know that I have an overarching theme yet for this episode. And I don't know that I care as much about that as I did in the past. It's, this is what we're, what we're, what we do on the show is we kind of catch up over the last few weeks. I try to do at least one of these live streams a month. And we talk about important stories that happen in the news cycle. And we take a look at them from a slightly different angle. We analyze them. We do a meta analysis, right? You know, it would be great. And I kind of do hope one day to maybe be able to do something like this daily where you kind of get to pick up everything right and everything is kind of um everything is kind of part of the game and and you know you kind of do the drive by that that becomes so popular that people really really enjoy but this show has a little bit slower of a pace right it's not even a weekly show it's a monthly show so it takes a little bit of um it takes a little bit of time for us to build up to some very important i would argue observations about things and that's the point of this project the project of better sense making that's the idea behind been awake because this myself and um i guess i guess let's just kind of get started with this i've tried to i tried to put a few more thoughts down compared to what uh compared to what i had done in the past so yeah welcome to the show this will probably be my last live stream of the year we might get one more in before the new year, but this might be the last one. And so I wanted to take a little bit of time at this episode just to talk about what it's been like over these last doing this project, you know, creating beenawake.com, creating uh, the content that I have. And there's a lot of content for you still at beenawake.com. There's plenty of articles you can read. There's an article that we're going to go over that I wrote today. But I've said multiple times that 2020 will be one of those years that is ingrained into a generation's mind, right? Where were you on 9-11? Where were you when Kennedy was shot? Where were you when the, when the governor told you that you were locked down and you found out whether or not you were an essential worker? 2020 changed a lot of things in relation to politics. Of course, you could say people who think that 2016 changed with Trump are correct, but Really, we started to notice things in 2020 and really, you know, in, in regards to the pandemic. I think in I think that it's been a whirlwind of political change. And I think that thousands, 
if not millions of us started to look around for better answers when we saw that the people in charge were lying, right? If you were one of those people like me who spent, who, who didn't have the luxury of sitting home for six to eight months at end and not do anything, right? If you were deemed an essential worker and so you had to go out there and do your job even though nothing was running. And if you were somebody like me, who had to go to different states, you started to notice that nothing that was happening really, really made any kind of sense. And it's and in some respects, that that should be expected when a major catastrophe happens across the world, right? I think that I think it's fair enough to say that there would be differing responses. And that's one thing, right? That's it's one thing to say that that there's going to be differing responses to to a crisis, especially in a system such as ours. But the difference for me. The difference for me and the difference that I that I really noticed as somebody who walked into the pandemic having built years, ha having built up for years a healthy skepticism of government action and its role in our lives, of somebody who was brought up to believe in the power of free markets, in the power of capitalism over communism, suddenly I saw that system that I thought was unbreakable be allowed to grind to a halt and change forever and there were the weirdest things that you noticed right like mcdonald's was open but the local mexican restaurant had to close say what you will but really what's the difference between those two and in fact couldn't it be argued that a mom and pop restaurant is serving better food than a multinational corporation like mcdonald's in part, that can be answered because McDonald's has lobbying power, I suppose. But it just goes to show some of the weird things that were happening. And again, as somebody who walked into the pandemic, already having that skepticism of government, I wanted to point it out to people in my life and say, hey, have you noticed that a lot of the things that I had been saying, a lot of the things that libertarians had been saying broadly about the problems of government overreach, have you noticed that some of these things are starting to actually come true? What we witnessed was what was warned about, of what, gov what government overreach could look like. But in reaction to that, America, the land of the free, didn't have, didn't, didn't throw off the shackles of oppression. No, in fact, people cheered. People lined the streets. People begged to be locked down. Now, of course, there, we, can, we can mitigate some of this. It's not just that things were locked down. It's that people were primed to believe the institutions. And so I certainly learned more about how culture operates. And I realized that my frame for interpreting the world was not as sophisticated as I thought it was. See, I thought that by embracing a methodological individualism, we can better understand the world. And certainly you, it gives you a leg up over a lot of people. To a point, right? Nothing about here, nothing about what we talk about on this show is in terms of absolutes. And that's not because that's all that's what the Sith deal in. It's because absolutism, I think in part, 
roll with me here because I'm not sure we're going to stick with this definition. But absolutism does have something to do with this problem of leftism, with this problem of chaos. I've I've asked you to picture in your mind if you're you know if you've never been behind a soundboard, if you've never been involved in music, this might be difficult. But surely you've walked by the soundboard at. Uh, at a concert you might have gone to or at a bar you might frequent or you've watched the like a music video of people in the recording booth and you know you see all the little dials and all those little dials adjust the frequencies which give you a better output for raw sound what we're trying to do here is to tune that picture of reality for you so that it makes sense and most of what we deal with in terms of political speech is is this grand over-the-top presentation of facts that are meant to charge an emotional reaction and in particular and that we discuss ideas like leftism and the egalitarian delusion here it's also taking those things and running them at 150 percent, even though it can only go to 100 right leftism is chaos it is no limits in a bad way everything has to have a limit our being is limited by the fact that we die we do not live forever, not in these corporeal, not in this corporeal form at the very least. So this impulse that we deal with today, and we're going to kind of we're going to kind of talk about that. This impulse caused people to basically shatter the last remnants of the Bill of Rights in the United States. As much as I might think the Constitution, as it was conceived, is a good document, I can't, in good faith, pretend that it operates fully today. Maybe that would be an interesting thing for us to do on the show one time is to go through the the, the 10, the Bill of Rights and talk about how, the, how these things have been infringed. And certainly we're going to talk about it today in terms of free speech as we get into some of these topics. But not only did millions of people not care about the final erosion of the Bill of Rights, they rushed to the government's defense they rushed to the to the they rushed to the social media company's defense and said, "Hey, we don't want this. We don't want people to speak their minds. We don't want to have to do the work of sorting through which expert we should listen to. You guys should tell us who to listen to." And in fact, that's what many people did. Many people turned to where they thought they should listen to, and it turns out those people were the ones that potentially I don't know, had something to do with it. And so, so many of us sat here watching this happen and said, how, how could this happen? So it's changed me. It's changed the way that I look at politics and society. It's changed the way I think it's changed the way, the degree to which I think any of us can actually have an effect on the current political system. And I want to make sure we always keep that in mind as we walk through these stories together. Because so much of the ecosystem for media consumption, especially in, around politics, doesn't tell you that. They give you this false hope that a lot of things are going to change and that everything is going to snap back and go back to the way it was. And I'm here to tell you that can't happen. What we're here to do on this show is identify trends and figure out the best way to survive what's coming around the bend. No more, no less. That's what we have to deal with on this show. So, let's start. 
you like what you heard today, go to beenawake.com to subscribe for future updates. My name is LB Muniz, and I am not one with the woke.